In the last year, we have seen a considerable number of changes in the way we live, work, communicate and socialize on a daily basis to the extent of learning new skills. For some, it's even been DIY. In the world of work, what new skills will we need to survive? The World Economic Forum late last year published a report titled Future of Jobs Report 2020. In that report, they mentioned what the top 10 skills would be needed by the year 2025. These skills were categorized into problem solving, self-management, working with people, and technology use and development. In this week's episode, we take a deeper look into these skills and discuss. We even talk about, for us individually, did our job exist 10 years ago? And will it exist in 10 years time? Stay tuned and we look forward to discussing with you. P, why don't you kick us off? How you been, how you been since the last episode? Because <laughs> the last episode was a very, very special one, right? Episode 74 was our first Take Fly Takeaway episode. So how you been since then? I'm actually trying to, I'm actually trying to, I don't think much has happened since then. <laughs> no, I don't think, I think good. Maybe just, maybe just, actually, I'd probably just speak a little bit about the experience. It was a good experience. I think you guys are going to enjoy um, talking into the camera and looking at yourself, providing that your, top, your topic is meaty. Should I say? But um, it's it's not bad, and I think you're gonna enjoy it, because I think everyone's got this. They want to have ten minutes to themselves to try and express and convey an idea, right? So let's see. I'm interested to see what you guys have got to say. Who's next, by the way? We got. We will decide at the. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm good. Maybe, the, yeah. So maybe we should stick to the original question. And, I'm good. And and for the and for the. For the listeners, in case you've missed it, episode 74 was our first uh, Take Flight Takeaway segment where we have these small bite-sized episodes um, between 10 to 15 minutes where one of us takes the lead for the episode, runs it solo, um, and just talks a bit more about something that has been really impactful for us recently. So Pabilo did the first one, episode 74. So if you haven't checked that out already, make sure you do. It is a fantastic episode and uh, he set us up well for the future. 2,000 plus saves. I was like, wow. You know what I was thinking? Honestly, yeah. Mm. Jack Dorsey, I think, has received 2.9 million for his first tweet. That tweet's got to be worth at least a couple, <laughs> a couple hundred thousand. What do you guys think? You should make it into an NFT. Yeah, it's worth, whatever, it's, it's, worth whatever, it's worth whatever someone's willing to pay for it, to be honest, Pete. So if you find someone who's willing to pump in a few hundred I don't thousand... Know, I, I don't understand anything about NFT. don't know I, what it I, is. I, maybe... I, I, the, thing is, the thing is, I saw that same quote, and I think underneath it, it said, um, in, after quotation marks, it said, Gary V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's just... I think, that's just, I, I think just, someone's stolen it. I think now someone's... Just, credit, credit wow. Gary v. No. Shots just, fired by Daniel, by the way. No, no, no. Shots fired. That just... That just speaks volumes of you're just that's a praise to me. That's like compliment. And loaded. I forgot to say it said Gary V. This was uh 2017. Sure. <laughs> this this so, is all quit. You know what you know what's crazy? I think I think Gary I think Gary V's probably even seen it as well. Trust me, it's cool. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure his lawyers have seen it as well. They'll be contacting you soon. <laughs> Especially if this NFT comes up. how are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. I can't complain. Um, what's new? Um, this episode is coming out, what, Friday? So, yeah, by Friday, I should have signed my new contract for a new role. So, moving to uh, um, a new role, which is really interesting. 
is around capital allocation. So looking at investments and how we spend money. So sound really like, excited like about project it. Role. Project, no, this is a full-time permanent role. I'm outside <laughs> of the project project life. I've been saved. <laughs> but I'm good. I can't complain. And Daniel, how, how are you doing? I'm very excited to get I'm, into I'm, this episode, by the way. But how are you doing? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Um, since last time, just relaxing, enjoy the long weekend, um, and looking forward, like Olu, to next week to get a new trip to get a trim. Have you guys already booked your uh, first trip to the the barbers in in the UK? I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not even gonna be rushing. That muscleman really needs to kick in for the barbers, so I'm at work. <laughs> I've, I've sent a text you, message. My barber didn't respond, so wow. I need to check that. I need to check that he's okay, because <laughs> you know you never know what could happen. But yeah, he didn't respond. I right. think I think Oli, you should just accept it for what it was, face value, and just uh, see that you're just a lack of uh, priorities to your barber, and he's got other people top of the list. That's okay. I'm not willing to pay that premium to be top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> Financial freedom. <laughs> Um, yeah, from, yeah, from my you? side, all, all all good. I've been back in the in the UK for the last couple of weeks. I um, wanted to do a quick trip before the month of Ramadan starts, where I'll be spending that time in Sweden. Um, but yeah, all good. I should be by the time this episode comes out, I will be out of the UK. I'm going to be leaving in a couple of days. So yeah, all good. So should we jump I into? Know, you're the only person I know that can freely just fly in and out whenever you want. Yeah, Oli, what's the, the definition of freely? Um, everything that I'm doing is within the boundaries. In case anyone is listening, everything that I'm doing is within all the rules and laws. I I really recommend everyone to follow all the rules and regulations in place. Do not break them. They are there for a reason. But I and, think uh, I think to Oli's point, I, I, and I agree with him. You're you're flying as if there is no restrictions or pandemic going on. Like you've been to UK like what four times in the last two months? Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I would say, for example, just to just to kind of highlight the, the friction in the travel right now. So for this trip, the flight itself cost £130, right? Before flying here, I had to take one COVID test in Sweden to prove that I'm negative. Then once landing, I had to pre-book in the UK two tests on day two and day eight. Um, to prove also that I'm negative as well. So the flight ticket itself costs £130. Everything else around the journey, COVID-related, so tests, all of those things, extra documents, costs an extra £300 on top. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, I'm, it, look, it may seem like I'm traveling freely, but there's lots of uh, tests that need to be taken. And so I was listening to um, the radio today, and a lot of people in the travel industry were getting frustrated about what you mentioned. Because yeah. they're saying that traveling is now becoming for the wealthy, right? If you, like you mentioned, your ticket cost mm -hmm. 120, mm -hmm. 130, you had to pay more than that just to do the test, right? Yeah. How many people can actually afford it? We're in a privileged situation that we can afford it, right? But there's so many people that are not traveling during this period of time just because of the additional requirements and yeah. tests that you need to take, which you have to pay yourself. So certain airlines were complaining, like the normally like the cheap airlines, right? Where you get your tickets less than a hundred. Easy jet and stuff. Yeah. Easy jet, etc. They said their business model doesn't work because people are not willing to pay two times that just to be able to travel. But thank God you're following the rules, like always. Um, and I'm sure your family is happy that you're back and happy to see you. Yes, they are happy, uh, happy and healthy. But um but looking to the future, I think we're talking about travel, but probably more importantly, skills and all of this stuff. So, Daniel, why, why don't you uh, 
help us think even further into the future about more important topics than just travel. Yeah, sure. So what we what I wanted us to talk about was coming off of something I saw on LinkedIn back um, towards the end of the year, last year, 2020. Um, and it was published and posted by the World Economic, For World Economic Forum. And it was highlighting the Futures Job Report um, that they publish every year. And I think this was their fourth annual report. And it was saying what their top 10 skills would be by 2025, or what they predicted the top 10 skills would be in a professional workplace um, by the year 2025. And they categorized it into four types of skills. The first being problem solving, second, self-management, working with people and technology use and development. Um, and with that, those four categories, they had like 10 skills. Um, and just to go over them, they were analytical thinking and innovation, active learning and learning strategies, complex problem solving, critical thinking and analysis, creativity, originality and initiative, leadership and social influence, technology use, monitoring and control, technology design and programming, resilience, stress tolerance and flexibility, reasoning, problem solving and ideation. And I thought this was quite interesting given the year that we had in terms of the, the pandemic and how people's jobs had changed, you know, skills and what companies were doing um, rapidly evolved. It will be a good conversation to have about even the next five years, but even what our own jobs exist in 10 years time. And to help us think about that, did our jobs exist 10 years ago? Because it just makes you think of the last 10 years now and the next 10 years and how that evolves. And I want to go to P first because P, you were shaking your head when I was reading those four kind of pillars of the types of skills. Why were you yeah. shaking your head? Yeah, just quick, actually a question. Because you didn't, um, didn't see property management there, that's why. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> or, or, cash, or cash flow. No, no, no I, don't, I, don't manage, I, don't manage, I don't manage property either. Um, uh, Daniel, I was going to say, um, when was the article published? The year? Uh, 2020, last year. 2020, October last year. 2020, I think. October, October 2020. And these are the skills that will be uh, required in, in five years' time. That's their prediction. Yeah. Sure. For me, when I when I heard you when I heard you go through that list, it doesn't sound any different to when we were applying for our internship. Exactly. What they wanted you to achieve there. Exactly. exactly. Critical the only thinking. Difference, the, the, the only, only difference I noticed was the acceleration because of COVID. Like now they're talking about we need to move quicker because of COVID. But like you said, but that's, P, not, but that's not a skill. Heard, that's that's a you're gone. No, no, that's just the timeline. The timeline is shifting right. and is now coming sooner. But in my mind, I agree with you, P. I heard this when I was an intern, right? The same 100%. list was when you're on the graduate scheme, be flexible, be adaptable, be a all of these things were exactly the same thing I heard five, 10 years ago. I think what's interesting about the article, just as a knee-jerk reaction, I don't think they know what skills are going to be needed in 2025. Because that for me is maybe a, apart from two or three lines, those are the those are the skills that have always been required. We're we're always expected to to sort of model those skills at our job so that's quite interesting um so yeah so that's my response to that question my my take on um will it's a good question has was the job i'm doing now or the job i've been doing in the last couple of years was that around 10 years ago not sure but what i feel 10 years from now these positions won't be available and my and my the 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 thing that comes to mind is a couple of things is one, most companies, most, if not all companies are running at such a high, such a high um, efficiency that there is always room for them to 
innovate, use more technology, and that actually means less of the roles. I, I think there are, if you talk about the finance space, there are thousands of jobs that we will, will be replaced by um, artificial intelligence because they can run the exact same models. What you need is people that can run AI, but you won't need the same size teams anymore. So just before I pass it around, I, I think um, the role that I'm doing now, it's a bit different because it's business strategy, it's project management. So maybe, but I think if I talk about the last seven years of what I've mostly That's been doing based. finance, if I, no, well, the strategic business every comes project, first. Every project has an expiry date. <laughs> so, no, that's true. That's true. That's true. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. And, and one thing I'll say is um, um, uh, just plugging in a little bit of Simon Brown's work is one of the statistics that he mentioned is that uh, in a couple of years from now, 20% of our skill set skill sets will be will be redundant. So it's, it's 10 years from now, it will look totally different. That's my take. Cool. So, Olu, first question, did your role exist, <laughs> which one do you want to refer to, but did your role or your role you're moving into exist 10 years ago? Let's talk about the role I'm in now. So, yes, it's a traditional finance role existed 10 years ago, for sure. Will it exist in the future? No, right? Um, we're looking at how to automate anything that's related to reporting, um, anything that is um, standardized or repeatable. You try to say, okay, how do we mm -hmm. automate it and make it robotic, right? Um, we've been hearing about robotics um, in corporate in the corporate space for years now, right? We've been looking at how do we purchase robots, bots is what they call them, and anything that someone's doing that's standardized, repeating it. So this is not a surprise to me. Um, um, the only thing is I'm starting to see or feel an acceleration because of COVID, um, companies are starting to realize, you know what, we thought we needed these employees more, but we were <laughs> able to survive without them, um, quote unquote, or for them to be remote. So now what can we do to, one, we're seeing employees not being based where they're based, right? So now that we know you don't physically need to go to the office, why don't we move you to a low costing country? And then secondly is if we can automate your work, why don't we, right? In my view, I think the key thing about this conversation is it's not new. Like, this is history, right? We've had mm. the Industrial Revolution mm. where steam steam, um, steam engines were created. This was exactly what happened, right? People used the industri industry was completely different. Technology came in and changed it. And a lot of people lost their jobs. Um, a lot of people had a lot of free time. What did that birth? Because with any change, it's going to birth something new. You've got to adapt. We've got to be flexible. So during the Industrial Revolution, it birthed cinemas, the entertainment space, art, music, those elements that you cannot sort of automate through technology. And I think this is going to be sorry, the same. I, just, I, yeah. I, I want to I add to that point. You mentioned you know, arts, hospitality, and entertainment. Those are the industries that have been immensely affected by the pandemic and when you look at the report and it goes by industry and also goes by country for anyone listening if you really want to you know it's 168 page and that's just the key findings that's not even an in-depth report and when you look at the, the types of jobs that have been affected in the pandemic and the reduction it's all in that category that you said so entertainment hospitality and arts they've all been affected negatively 
in terms of their jobs. So that report says that I would say in the last month or two, we've seen them have a new life, right? Now that we're moving to a digital space, those same industries, music and whatever are starting to thrive on technology and digital. And I think it's going to be the case, right? With all this stuff going on about NFTs and people can look about that, research about it. It's talking about the art industry, right? And how, yes, quote unquote, the traditional art, someone painting and selling it, now is moving to a digital space. So in my mind, it's guaranteed that whatever job we're going to do, if your job is um, repetitive, um, if it's um, mundane or mundane, if it's related to even specialists, because a lot of people think just because it's high intelligence work, they think that it can't be repeated or taken over. But a lot of AI deep learning technology is able to quickly go to the internet, pull information that a human brain cannot store. So those sort of jobs will be replaced. So now the only way that you could really survive is how do you start to be more creative? I think, Peter, so it's problem solving, but with a level of creativity, stuff that haven't been done today. How do you create something new? Now, creating, now we're talking about developing, coding. So those are the jobs that are going to thrive in the future. Anything that's entertainment related, anything that's developing and creating. Um, and um, the rest of us, I think, in five, 10 years, our jobs are not going to be there, but hopefully we've done enough financial freedom stuff to <laughs> not need that salary when we replaced it with other, um, other streams other of income. Ain't that right, Pete? <laughs> so that, so that, that right so that even if it's raining, you don't even feel the change weather, right? <laughs> episode, episode seventy-four. In case you want to know what Olu's talking about, just quickly, just, just quickly before we do, we go to Shua or, or yourself, Daniel, I really have a problem with that list. The more and more now we're, we're having a conversation, because how do you measure? If 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 I'm a young person now looking to build a career. And I'm looking at what skill sets are required in, in a particular environment. And I read this list. It's almost it depend, it's subject to the HR person at that time in the interview, whether they think you've got good problem skill, solving skills or not. So I just feel like there needs to be a different way to communicate and manage expectations. I think they but, should be. But you, I, can, I just, but you, can, but you can test problem solving skills by assessments. Okay, assessments may, may be outdated. But and then you can when you get, when you get in. Solve. When you get into your role, that assessment that you did, this, you never see that kind of assessment. Ever. No, no, but the, but, the, but, the point, but the point, the, the point, the, I understand what you mean, but the point of the assessment is to gauge your, where how someone's mind thinks, the way you think. It's not that you got the right answers, but it's how did you derive or come to that conclusion? And that's and then, what and they're then, wanting to see. And then, and then that person is a terrible team player and they don't get hired. You, you know, so I think... I think it's just... Wow, you're, you're speaking with conviction. Did you get hurt or something? No, 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 no. Because I'm not a problem solver like that. <laughs> I'm, a team, I'm a team player. That's why they hire me. But I thought, I, I, thought, say... I, thought, I thought your Instagram bio says that you, you solve problems. Yeah, in property. Not for corporate. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> My mind's forced to different. So, you, so, you can't, so, you can't, so, you, so your skills <laughs> no, aren't transferable. Your skills aren't transferable. <laughs> no, they are. They are. They are. But I'm just, I'm just thought it's a different kind of problem solving. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but no, but, but seriously though. But seriously, because 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 there's this emphasis on analytical problem solving, and I guess it depends I, on an industry. I feel, but you, I feel like because I'll like be If I go back to Porsche real quick, if I go back to Porsche, there was one guy that had all of this, and I asked one, and I asked, and she actually took the piss. I said, she said to me, they, she she actually said there were better candidates than you, 
and then they just weren't team fit. So that like, cool, isn't it? But this is <laughs> expectations of. I just feel like the list for me it doesn't it doesn't help to help younger people on what they need to know. I, I think Pete, I you think looked at this list, yeah, and you realized that your skill set wasn't on this no, list. No, no, you're taking no, it personal. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, I've, you know, I'm only, I'm only eight years in the game, and I've got a decorated career. We can look at my, we can look at my CV, but that's no, that's but Pete, the, point the teamwork. Oh, I don't. God. I'm not sure if that was in the list. <laughs> that paint is dry. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not oh, sure God, if that was in the list, but I think there's also an emotional IQ element of it which will be the, and I think that's what you're talking about, the emotional team player, those soft skills, which will also 100%. be part of, the, part 100%. of the future, for sure. I but think that is the, the, soft, the, the soft skills, the soft skills, the soft skills, real quick, and Shawal can attest to this, the soft skills keep you on an upward trajectory, 100%. Hmm. For sure. Or maybe maybe that's my way of making up because I ain't got the hard skills, but I think the soft skills are key. Go, Shawal. <laughs> but will the soft skills be key then? That's the problem. Sorry, sure. I think they anyway. would. No, I think they. I think they sure. would. Just one second before you start talking. Sure, have you been working out? That's, when you leaned what? back, I was like, "Yo, where See, did those guns come from?" He's done it on purpose. Though. He's never done that before. He's done it on purpose. Now you see, he's doing it. And you know what I didn't want to do? I didn't want. I, like, I didn't want to mention it. I didn't, didn't want to mention it. I left him. I left him. I left him. I wait. By the way, I've been back home for two weeks. That's two weeks of home workouts. So for anyone listening who doesn't have access to the gym, I can send you my home workout. Yeah, it's still possible. It's, it's mind. Mind over matter. Um, Daniel, sorry, the initial question before we talk about the emotional was, element. No, I won't even get away from that kind of question. I think P and Oli already said about did their role exist 10 years ago? And I think let's, you know, two people answered. So let's move away from that. But in yeah. terms of the soft skills and also the types of skills that the, the jobs report mentioned, which were problem solving, self-management, working with people and technology use and development. What are your thoughts around those things, those skills of um, subcategories that P really does detest? So, so to be honest, when I looked at the list, initially, I was like, okay, I mean, this list makes a lot of sense, especially based on what we've seen. Um, I think Olu and P gave a great reflection that when we came out of university, was the list very different? To me, I don't think creativity played as much of a part back then. Um, and also the technology usage and the design aspect. I personally don't think that came on my radar anyway. And I think moving forward in the roles I've done in the past, especially financial roles, these are roles that we've already seen in our organization and other companies, that these are roles that will slowly be absorbed um, significantly, if not completely, in some areas. So I think that will continue. I think personally, the skills that will be the most important are how creative are you and how good are you at problem solving, I think. And then in terms of the types of roles, I'm reading a great book at the moment, which I think is really... Uh, it's perfectly timed with the topic that we're talking about. And the guy in that book is basically saying that if you want to provide any value and try to build wealth, for example, in the future, in whichever industry that you're in, you need to try and be in a role that you're either making something or selling something. Now, making something could be something as 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 like manufacturing a product or coding for a product or um, packaging for a product. And then the selling aspect can be marketing sales where there's more of these creative elements. And basically you're saying whichever industry that you're in, as long as you can do one of those two, then you'll always have a role. Whereas if you're in a role that is essentially a supporting role, um, then these are roles that are more inclined to being 
completely automated in the future because there's not as much of creativity to that role and you have more of a risk for it to be automated, which I think what Olu was saying as well. So to go back to your question, and I think the biggest element is really this creativity and problem solving. Um, and then if you're not in an area that's using those two, then you're then you need to get your skill skills up and I think transition into something where you can exercise those more. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. No, but I, I do agree with you, um, the three of you, when you say when we look at when we graduated and what employers or the industries we're looking at, there isn't a big change in this list. What I will say is, and Olu alluded to this, is the acceleration at which we're moving towards this has been hugely accelerated. Look, this year, millions of individuals globally have lost their livelihoods and millions more at risk through the global recession. You know, structural changes to the economy and further automation um, has been a huge contributing factor. Additionally, the pandemic and the subsequent recession have impacted communities that are already at a disadvantage. So when we look at these lists of skills that will be that will be, you know, highly um, that, that will be the top 10 skills or forecast to be the top 10 skills by 2025, you have to think of the rate acceleration in which we're going in that, that, that direction. So mm -hmm. this year, the report found that technology-driven job creation is still expected to outpace job destruction over the next five years. Mm -hmm. But the economic contraction is reducing the rate of growth in the jobs of tomorrow. So there is a renewed, renewed, keyword, renewed urgency to taking proactive measures to ease the transition of workers into more sustainable job opportunities. There is room for measured optimism in the data, but supporting workers will require global, regional and national public-private collaboration at an unprecedented scale and speed. Of course, the word unprecedented we've heard hundreds of times in the last 18 months, um, 13 months, but there's a renewed urgency to upskill and change the skills of current workers. And just going on to that, continuing that, um, forty-three percent of businesses surveyed indicated that they are set to reduce their workforce due to technology integration, which we've all known for a number of time that technology is disrupting and replacing headcount, physical people doing those jobs. Forty-one mm. percent plan to expand their use of contractors for task specialized work, so outsourcing their work and probably giving people some projects. Um, and thirty-four <laughs> percent plan to expand their workforce due to technology integration. So even though 34% want to expand their workforce due to, due to technology integration, these 34% of individuals will need to have key skills where they probably studied computer programming, know some sort of AI, know how to do some um, development work on an engineering front of the back-end developers. Um, so that's key. And also by 2025, the time spent on current tasks at work by humans and machines will be equal. So a significant share of companies also expect to make changes to locations, as Olu mentioned, to their value chains and the size of their work workforce due to factors beyond technology in the next five years. So there's going to be a rapid install, I would say even coming out of the pandemic now, and as we ease ourselves and the economies want to get stronger, mm -hmm. it's not going to be back to how it was before. Companies want to, in some cases, give up their offices to reduce their leases, their rent, and allow the flexibility of remote working. Yeah. And you have to be very disciplined to be working at home full-time. Hmm. Sorry, P, or Oli, did you have something to say? No, I was just going to say, look, I've been working for the last sort of six months, I've been working on a, a project, and there's not that much I can do, or I won't disclose too much, but it's around so finance. 
I've been working on a project. A project. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and the project is called Finance Transformation. So what does the future of the finance organization look like? I think every company is doing that. It's everything we're talking about, right? It's it's the reality. Now, we always we always um, articulate or voice the concerns and the, the notable reduction or um, restructuring element of it. But also, you've got to look at the fact that now people will start to work on value-added work, right? I, I Maybe you guys have felt this, but in my eight years, there's been times where I've been in certain roles or doing certain jobs that I'm like, this is mundane. It's not using any of my brain cell. It's automated. It's killing me, right? And the reason why a lot of these activities are happening is because of most of the time is the lack of technology and adoption of technology, right? So where you want to get to is a place where those automated activities will be moved to technology. And now that frees me up to do what um, Shuwal talked about, where is creation like now let me focus on looking at the markets where are we going in the future where are some of the industries that we can start having added value conversations now the problem we face there is just people have been programmed to think and work a certain way for years right so are they going to be able to change their thinking and working for the skill sets that are needed in the future unfortunately there's going to be a population that's not going to be right and that's where it now becomes I think where we start to have a conversation, the responsibility of the government and whatever to ensure that those people can survive as these companies become more productive. But it's we're going there. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, the only other thing I would say is really on this point is the expertise and companies are not that good to do the transition because a lot of the technologies that we're talking about have existed for the last five years, right? But companies are struggling to accelerate it, right? And COVID is going to accelerate it. But the reason why companies have struggled to accelerate it is because of the fact that they don't have those skill sets within the industries, in the company, to actually transform them. So that's why you start to see a lot of them paying for consultants such as PwC, Deloitte, whatever, to actually come in and revamp their company to be more technology-focused. So that's the only area where I think there is going to be a delay is just because CFOs, execs don't even know how this looks like because they haven't they haven't grown up in that sort of in the future mindset. So, yeah, I think a lot of the old school industrial companies are going to still lag in terms of moving as quick as companies like Apple, Google, Amazon and stuff. But I, I agree and disagree. I understand that some of them may not have the expertise or the knowledge in-house, but what they mm. will use will be outside, outside experts. So there are many different, you know, emerging companies that are looking at cloud computing, AI, et cetera. So they will just Correct. use their resources, allow them to come in, consult, and give them recommendations. When I looked at the technology, when I looked at the technologies likely to be adopted by 2025, the huge and the most, the biggest part, um, was cloud computing. Of course, cloud computing has been around for a while, yeah. um, but it's going to continue to evolve and many people will be adopters of it. Big data analytics, um, yeah. encryption and cybersecurity. Cybersecurity will be a huge and main uh, major thing. Right. There's artificial intelligence, you know, machine learning and natural language processing. Um, there's gonna be augmented and virtual reality, which we'll also, we see on our phones already. Blockchain is something that's evolving with the, you know, crypto space and um, yeah. that's the technology it uses. 3D and 4D printing, uh, 3D, 4D printing and modeling, 
and also biotechnology is going to be one and quantum computing. We all don't have that knowledge. There will be people out there who are studying. Um, Daniel, I don't know. I'm I'm an expert in quantum. 3D uh, 3D printing, yes, (laughs) as well. We've been talking about 3D printing for time. How about 4D? Not 4D yet. Just just a a point. Actually, one couple things. One, one. um, I would actually love for a future a list like what you just a list of skills that you've mentioned that's come from this article and future lists to be a bit more descriptive, descriptive on what they what does it look like? Because what happens is when you just list out the the skill problem solving creative, what happens is I'm just thinking about graduates that have now coming into the workforce. They provide, so, they provide their, is it just, go on, go on. No, no, so it's, it's interesting to say that because there was an image where it says transitions into the jobs of the future. So kind of what the jobs are, source job family at the moment. So it categorizes them to like engineering, marketing, IT, human resources, sales, marketing and communication, down to finance operations, support, education, administrative, etc. Then it then links over to the sections of cloud computing, engineering, people and culture, data and AI, product development, sales, content, marketing, mm. and then just for you, project management. No, joking, project management ain't there. But <laughs> it, it, links, it links it into those kind of categories and how it's a transition, because it's mm. not saying your job is going to change overnight, but your, your job and the role may transition to something else to make you still commercially attractive by the year 2025. Mm. Um, and back to something the report was saying, um, it was saying that um, skills continue to be high and demand skills across jobs changing in the next five years, but top skills and skill groups which employees see as rising in prominence in the lead up to 2025, including groups as critical thinking, etc. But there's going to be a transition which may require at least six months of people to complete for them to transition into these new skills at a minimum. So I've got a question for the group, not to take over. Um, Daniel, you, you gave us a, a, a brief um, understanding of what's on that list. First question is, in your opinion, guys, what do you think is not on that list and should be? And then the sec- I'll give you a second question after we've done that. So, so what, in, wait, I'll go first. In, in terms of that list, I think this list yeah. is for an employee. So it doesn't take into account you wanted to be an entrepreneur or creating a job I for yourself. Do. So that's, that's, that's very different because you could say that the top 10 jobs of tomorrow could be content creation, YouTuber, XYZ, although you will still have to have elements of creativity. Podcasters, have podcasters, 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 yeah. podcasters what? Have that, what? But, but then you also have to have an, <laughs> But you also have to have an understanding of technology as well for you to be in those fields. But when you come back to these employees, I think they are, they, they of course, they, they are very focused on these 10 skills. I don't think we should discredit the soft skills that you know we were joking about earlier because they are very key as well. Yeah, for me, so, what's not on there? I mean, I'll kick it off. Wait, go wait, ahead, wait. you asked the question. Why don't we just answer it? Okay, because I was gonna, I was gonna just kick it off. Just to, just to, no. what, so for me, um, what, one, the, one, or, one or two that are not on that list. One for me, the big one that's not on there, which actually talks to the role that I'm moving to, is capital allocation. Oh my god! Uh, it's not. It's not. No, no. On a serious note. On a serious note is. That is a skill set that's needed in anything, right? Is is opportunity cost. How are you going to spend your money? You're going to need someone looking at all these different technology projects and whatever and deciding how they should spend that money. And that's not something that can be automated by a system or technology. I can tell you're really excited about your new role. Um, 
I was gonna say for me, what I don't well, hear. So, so, Oli went deep. Like, Oli went. Oli went to the level of detail that they're no, not no, even. But, in but, but, but I thought that might also link to kind of critical thinking analysis, though. Nah, 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 nah. nah. Mine is more, you gotta yeah. be, you gotta say resource allocation, capital allocation. You have to be uh, specific on that. For me, what's not on that list is leadership and communication. I think it is there. Leadership no, is on the list. It's got is well, leadership, leadership and social influence. Yeah. Okay, that's on the communication. Uh, you could you could argue communication mm. could come Why under social. social. Could come under social, social influence. influence. No, I'm, yeah. not gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to assume. It's there, because, it's there. It's there because it's working with people. Because that's that's categorized under working with people. Communication, okay, is guys. Guys, fundamental. I think we. I think we know. P didn't read 169 pages. But neither did you. Not 169. Come and, on. And, 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 and clearly, Olu didn't read it because he said 169 when it's 168. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was taking into consideration oh, the. I was taking the consideration the, the title, page, the header, the front, the front page. page. Yeah. <laughs> it did take into that because that is included in one. So, so Daniel and Shua, what what skills do you think were not on there that comes to mind? Because I mean, Daniel, they were hard skills, man. What happened, what happened to the soft? What happened to but the soft I skills? Think, I think, yeah, but I, I think I, also I social social soft. influence. I think social soft. influence. I think covers that kind of reading the room element, right? Because I don't know how you can socially influence a team or an organization if you can't connect with people. Maybe it's not spelled out, as you've said, P. Like maybe communication skills should be something that's spelled out. But then on the flip side, if you're a really good programmer or a really good engineer. Why do you need that skill? Yeah, do you need to be a great communicator? But but that's, but that's what, that's that's what, what, that's what could, this is a separate you from the rest. Ten. Sorry, Daniel. I don't think this is telling you you need to have all top. I don't think that you need to have all of them. I think yeah, just the, top ones. The, the top top type of top skills that you need to have to kind of be needed to be wanted to be attracted to employer in 2025. And you know, I asked your I asked you a question about did your role exist 10 years ago? Some of you said yes, of course. Sure, the question that come to you. But even if we had been in our role 10 years ago and we had 10 years experience in the same role. The role existed 10 years ago, but the role has evolved over those 10 years. So even if we think the next 10 years, do we have the skills that the role would require in 10 years' time? Probably not, because unless we develop ourselves, unless we retrain, we upskill ourselves, we will be a dinosaur in a role that no longer exists, that we knew <laughs> it. And someone who's fresher, someone who's more intelligent, <laughs> has the necessary skills, will come and take our hands. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Yeah, but if, if ten years if, if ten years from now we were doing the exact same roles we're doing today, we've probably got much bigger problems. To be honest, not necessarily because if you've evolved and you've transformed your role, that's yeah. a different story. That's a different story. But do you know what's in? Because do you know what's so interesting said, about this next five? Yeah. This is the next five years. Five. Five. Because now I'm thinking that um, <laughs> a lot five. of these roles. A lot of these roles probably did exist. The, the, the content has changed. Um, but anyways, the question I wanted to ask next was, what skills are you guys working on to make sure that you are at the front of your space or at the cutting edge of whatever area you're doing? Five skills that you're working on. Who wants to go first? Sure, you're first. You're first up. Or, or, or um, what are you working on do you think you would need yourself? So maybe, maybe I, so the question, I'll try and answer the first one. And I think, 
if you're working on it, then probably you think you need it or you need to improve okay. on it. So okay. I think for me, the one that I'm actively working on is to refine my written communication skill better and clearer. Um, and I think this is also translating into speaking and presenting. Um, and that's not to say that it's a weakness, but I think this is something that the more I look forward, if I can do this really well, then I think it will help everything else, I think. Because for me, essentially, if you can communicate something well, you're communicating it well because you understand it deeply. So if I can learn to communicate better, it means that it's forcing me to understand a topic even better as well. So I think for me, it's kind of that loop that I want to keep working on. Cool. I'll go Olu? next. For me, I'll go next. For me, just, is it just just the one? Though? Sure. That's all you got. That's just no. That's just the one that's just come to the top of my head. Yeah. Because otherwise, <laughs> the list is long. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go, I'll go back to that list. I'll go back to that list. No, I'm joking. Um, me personally, I think it's um, critical thinking and analysis. I was fortunate mm. to be in um, a conversation a couple of weeks ago with some some very important figures, um, and we're talking about something relating to something that the you know World Economic Forum had published around um, GDP and population growth by the year 2100. And also looking at who will be the biggest, um, uh, well, the big biggest economy um, by that year, um, and it was quite frightening. But that said, you know, it, it was a conversation around critical thinking and our ability to be able to think deeply and to you know to change and adapt and to encourage and foster this as well. And that's something I think I lack, and it's something I would like to develop and foster more. Um, Technology as well, the use, the adaptation, and really understanding technology. We all can use technology. We're all fortunate that we are savvy. But going down and double-clicking on the technology, how does it originate? How is it sourced? What are the mechanics behind it? How does it work? We all can throw things into the cloud and we can access on different devices. But do we all know how cloud computing and storage works? Do we know what risk we put ourselves when we save things into the cloud and what threats there could be from a cyber perspective probably not it's not the saying i want to be an expert in it but i want to have a foundational knowledge and understanding so that i can make better informed decisions and be more in control of what i put and save and expose myself with with with, with the data and on that yeah go ahead, go ahead, sure. Sure, go ahead. So I had a very quick question because I think the critical thinking thing, this is also something that um, I'm consciously trying to develop further. But I think, at least this is what I've told myself, this is something that I've seen develop a lot, especially in the last 12 to 24 months. And I think this is something that develops at a compounding rate the more experience we have on a subject. But this is just my view. Is that So the question to you is, do you find that also, the critical thinking is getting better the more experience you're, you're getting, or is this something that you actively are working on, or how are you working on to get that to a, to a level that you want? I wouldn't say my critical thinking is, um, is bettering due to my experience. Mm -hmm. I think my critical thinking is improving by putting myself in conversations and having conversations with people that are better versed in a subject matter, mm -hmm. uh, people from a different background experience to me making myself uncomfortable in these conversations where I'm not the most knowledgeable in the room. That's mm -hmm. where I can now see someone else's perspective. 
mm-hmm. and allow myself to be a better critical thinker. It's not about always being around those you know, um, people of the same cloth, same experiences, same knowledge. That's not really going to help you. It's mm-hmm. got to be very different so you get a better rounded picture mm-hmm. and understanding of different things. <clears throat> because when you look at leaders, when you look at um, one of the one of the best leaders, I would say, is Angela Merkel, Germany. She equips those closest with her, closest to her, to lead. When have you ever seen a great Angela Merkel speech or something that she's, you know, really in the public for? She uh, equips those, empowers those around her to be great leaders themselves, and she's empowering essentially the next generation to be better leaders of tomorrow rather than everyone relying on her. And as an effective and great leader, you don't want people to come to you all the time. You want people to be empowered to make decisions that they know they can trust and essentially make the right decisions at the same time. How draining would it be for you to be leader, CEO of a company, everyone coming to you? You'll get no work done. None. Zilch. Might as well do a project role. Because, boy, you'll be stressed. (laughs) Well, under... um that critical thinking one, I think is, is less about expertise and more about your logic and how you analyze data or think through problems. Um, I think Pabilo, probably similar to you, probably similar to you, I come from an audit background. And one of the key things they say to you whenever you go into an audit is how are you critically thinking during that project? So that's basically how are you looking at data, analyzing it, making sure that you're rational, skeptical, unbiased, And how do you clearly sort of analyze the facts and form an opinion or a judgment based on it? So that's really from my audit days and my um, graduate days, all the time it was like one of the key skills you needed to have was critical thinking. Like, and the CFOs would be like critical thinking because you've got so much data, so much numbers, so much information. It's like, how do you navigate through it and come up with a concise sort of judgment? is so and it, a lot of the times you have critical thinking is it, most of the times is in areas that you're not a quote-unquote expert um, mm-hmm. because yeah um but i think so also, is, you're, giving, yeah. you're giving you're giving auditors way too much respect uh, uh, good auditors me, good auditors me. <laughs> yeah you could say that so what so what was what, what skills do you What's, guys work so on for my the, one um i think there's no, in fact, P, you go first. You go first, P. And I'll, I'll answer. Um, yeah, so, oh, hang on. Uh, just one, right? Just one. Um, yeah, just one. Communication has been mentioned. Totally agree with that. I mean, a couple of things. Okay, I'll say a couple of things, but I'll say the one. There's leadership, I think, is critical. Um, I think marketing, whether it's yourself or the company that you are building or working for, or even marketing yourself within the company, I think is really important. Um, I, I personally, one of the things that I skill I would like to master in five years time sounds a bit weird can you guys tell me is the ability to close the ability and to he, close and, and, he, and, he, and he paused he paused deliberately what do you mean he wants to close. be better he wants to be a closer close the deal <laughs> close the deal close the opportunity okay. right? um nothing is done until it's closed right so I just think all engagements, all opportunities, all deals, there's a skill required to get in over the line. It's almost a bit like finishing, the ability to finish. Um, and 
I think the ability to finish shouldn't be overlooked. We're very good at we're very good as humans at starting a number of things. We're not good at finishing. So Correct. it speaks to that element. And I think I think there's a skill, it's a muscle that if you can get good at finishing and closing, I think you will put yourself in a really, really good position wherever you are, professional, personal, um, inside, called, outside. Um, I think PU is really the term about execution, right? Is everyone can have an idea, everyone can have a thought, but what separates you from the rest is who can execute that idea, who can finish mm -hmm. it, right? If they can get um, things done. For me, my no, but it's not one... even. It's not yeah. even also. I, I, I even like the next part after that, right? So finishing, like, yeah, like, executing. No, no, no. But executing is the doing part, right? And I think executing is also key as well, the ability to do. But I think there's this seeing it over the line. Maybe we have to look at some personal examples. But I, I just um, sometimes maybe a quick example. The number of things that we would have started, activities, yeah. ventures, and we would have switched midway through we started we executed yeah. but we stopped we but didn't you wouldn't finish. have executed because finishing is executing oh, no 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 the terminology um, execution execution yeah, is is to finish it like if you execute a deal if you execute a play is you have to okay. complete it is in the term um for me i'll be quick i'll give one and then just to wrap up i have one question just and it should be a quick one if you guys just give one um so my one <laughs> I'll, is okay, um, I'll, I'll execute that well <laughs> Thank you. I'll make sure, I'll make sure I get that across the line and finish it. Yeah. Um, so for mine, the skill that I'm trying to build on is around technology literacy. So what that means is I've just seen in the future everything is linked up with technology. If it's how do you make whatever you do more productive through the leveraging or using of technology, or how do you use technology to build an idea, create something? Everything is going to be connected with technology going forward. So as you increase your literacy in that, if it's understanding what a SaaS, um, SaaS model is, understanding the data architecture, whatever it is, you just, that is the space that I'm trying to get into and play because I think you wanna be able to, I found a sweet spot in my um, career where it's being able to talk to technology and understand the technology language, but then also able to talk the financial element as well. So I'll tell you what, if you can master one, those one, two, one, you become yeah. very valuable. If you can master <laughs> cool. those two, master you become two. very valuable. Being the able link to, between the link if, of the, 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 yeah. the, the link, it's like being a product owner, being able to speak to engineering in a language they can understand, but also understanding the technology they're using, but also be able to give them the financial aspect of what they're building or the yep. downstream impact it's going to have. Because sure. engineers don't necessarily have a financial background they yeah. just know yeah. they need to no, do something a plus b yeah. need to get to c Correct. i'm going to build you but they might not understand a, a, a particular financial instrument of what that means and how people use yeah. that or the pricing model, the users all of those yeah, elements the model, or forced contract of the interest rate plus the spot rate mm -hmm. they won't understand that it. it's that like, okay i need to add this calculation to this and we give you the output take it yeah you know so, actually Olu, just just in response to what you said before you asked your question actually and i would invite you to think about this you mentioned about what you'd like to master and you, you discussed it i'd actually invite you to think about uh build getting to a point where you're able to build people up that can actually do that right and actually i was thinking i was actually thinking actually do that i was actually i was actually thinking maybe maybe that's actually a key skill right to be in a position to um in whatever capacity you are hire and build people mm. up if you want if you want to oh. not only mm. not only lead 
but but yeah. build people up. So this is kind of you was obviously so talking what about what you're saying is the one I'm working on firstly. <laughs> and right. secondly, I totally agree with you, but you've got to be careful of not out and I know you like to outsource. Yeah, you've missed outsource, but you've got to be careful of outsourcing to a point where whoever you've outsourced does not respect your level of understanding or expertise in the space where you cannot lead. Because if you can't talk their language, if you don't understand the vision in maybe a technical architecture element, you can't truly lead them. You're just saying, hey, this is an idea. Like they could do whatever they want and you never get a result and you're still paying them, right? You need to have that knowledge and expertise. But just to wrap and just a question I had, just a quick question, because I think we've all mentioned what we are working on, but I would like to find from you guys, what do you think is the most important thing on this list? Because there's a lot of skills and for the listeners and the people, what is the most important thing on this list that you should have? Your one, your one most important one. For us or for, 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 you mean, if I was talking to a young person. For anyone, for yourself, what do you think out of these skills, top 10 skills is the number one most important one? The ability to sell. And it, and in every sense that's, of the word, the, that's the ability. Would you? Well, that's, yeah, a problem, that's, <laughs> that's a problem in itself. That's a problem in itself. It should be on the list. Ted, uh, so for me, is reasoning <laughs> and the problem solving. So for me, it's no, problem you, solving. Bro, you just said you just one. said one man. Come on, man. Stick to your own guy. That is the yeah, one. Is you Have you read this list? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I have. I have. It's the screenshot that. It's the tenth. The screenshot that. Um. Daniel, that Daniel it's said. It's easy. My eyes went straight to it. My eyes went straight to it. My one is the problem solving. Problem solving is mine. It went straight to it. Okay, P, what's yours? What's yours? Let me just check for a second. <laughs> you said your eyes went straight to it. Because you know what? I'm actually liking resi- So I was going to go with leadership and social influence. But I'm liking resilience, one. stress tolerance, and flexibility. I like that as well. I might go with, I think I'm going to go with that one. Resilience, stress tolerance, and flexibility because flexibility speaks to agile. And if you've got resilience, yeah, you can, you can, you can last a long time. Cool. That was mine. That was you, our portion. Mine would be reasoning, problem solving, and ideation. Ah, Daniel, man. Daniel was my one. one. So three of us said the same. No, you can say the same one. That was the one I said. No, Dan, but I thought you went with complex problem solving. By the way, for the for the li- for the, uh, for the listeners, what we'll do is by the time well, once this episode is out, you probably see on our Instagram page. I assume, Daniel, the the ten list this this uh, wef uh, list that you've put together. Yeah, yeah. Because then you can see exactly what which ones we're talking about. You'll see them. Yeah, but I'd enc- I would encourage all the listeners to if you know to have a, a great look at the key findings of this report it also does split it down by industry and country feel free to have a look at what it outlook could look like in the country you reside or maybe you're thinking of moving to in the future and what skills by this report think they will be quite um, advantageous to have and also what industries will be evolving what the space may look like in five years time and even in the next kind of 10 15 years as it's going to continuously evolve and rapidly change with the use and adoption of technology. But there you have it. That's episode 75 in the BAG. That's bag for those who can't spell. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed it. We hope it's been interesting. We hope you've even thought about your own role, what it may look like in the next five years. And even did your role exist in the last five or 10 years? Um, and what skills you may need to stay relevant.
But and if, if, if you, you have ever any need to be saved, us, find a project. <laughs> but if you have any feedback for us, please do find us on Instagram at Take Flight Podcast, or you can email us at Take Flight Podcast, Take Flight Podcast at gmail.com. Next week we'll have a Take Flight Takeaway. So we're back with weekly episodes, which is going to be a bite-sized episode by one of us. So stay tuned for that. And I'm sure it'll be something that will empower, educate, encourage you, and hopefully inspire you as well. So stay well. God bless. Take off, take-